Hey guys, this is Talk Time with Hope. I'm Hope. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome back to uh, my podcast. Today is May the 24th and I hope life is treating you well. And, And if it doesn't happen to be treating you well, I hope tomorrow will be a brand new, more beautiful day for you. Let's see on this side, what's going on today? Well, The latest that I've heard, a couple of things. One is that people who here in America who have been getting unemployment are kind of saying like, well, uh, you know, I'm kind of getting more money on unemployment. So why would I want to go back to work where I'm making less money and working more? Okay, a couple of things here. I get it. You're like, why would I want to go to work? You know, there's a couple of things to think about, you know, is work going to be clean? Is it sanitized? Am I going to be in danger of getting this virus? And why would I want to put myself in danger for less money versus staying home and making more money in the comfort of my house? And I get that. I get that so much. But here's the thing, guys. If you choose not to go to work because you're like, hey, I'm making more money doing nothing. Because let's be honest, I personally, okay, personally, it's not a fact. It's not, you know, anything that I can prove. But I, I guess I've been around for 49 years and I've been around so many different types of humans. And it is probably more about not having to go to work and making more money than worrying that if I go to work, I'm going to get the virus. I think between the two, it's more of the first versus the latter. Because people get complacent, people get comfortable doing nothing, especially with this, especially with the summer coming, it's going to get hotter, especially here in Texas, that is. And people are going to be like, well, really, you know, duh, I can make more money on unemployment and not go anywhere and be comfortable. So why would I give that up? I get that. Even even if it's in a selfish manner, I get that. Even if it's just somebody who doesn't have any kids, doesn't have to worry about anything, they just be, they have become lazy or they've always been lazy. Now they have another way to be lazy. Not saying that about everybody. So please don't misquote me. I'm not saying that's the majority even. I'm just saying that there are people I have met. There are people that I know um, who have met others who think like that. Kind of going a little bit on a side note, like people who take advantage of financial assistance from the government. They don't necessarily need it, but they take advantage of it. I've heard of cases of of women having or families having more than, you know, lots of kids, more than one or two. They're, They're purposely having more children so the government will take care of them. I've heard stories like that. It's not the majority. And I believe that to be true. My mom was on financial assistance when, um, from the government when we were growing up. From time to time, she needed assistance. She didn't like it. She wasn't proud of it. And we didn't stay on it very long. But for those moments in time when she didn't have enough jobs coming in, enough money coming in rather, she needed that extra assistance. So I was a child who was raised in a, in a household who sometimes had food stamps. But Again, my mom didn't do it because she wanted to do it. She didn't, she wasn't happy about it and she didn't stay on it very long. But there are, there are stories of a lot of people who do it and take advantage of the system. So again, I don't think this is the majority. I know it's not, but there are people like that. So of course there are going to be people like this who are going to say, 
no um, argument for me. I'll stay home and not have to go to work and I'll make more money. And again, I get it. Like, I don't get that. Like, cause I'm a worker. I've always liked working. I love working. I love being productive. I don't like uh, being lazy aside from just the everyday laziness of, you know, who I am in, in a lot of ways. But uh, I, as far as working, I love to work. And I've been working since I was 16. And even with driving for Uber and Lyft and whatever other rideshare services I may work for, I, I don't, I still feel like it's a job, even if it's not that typical Monday through Friday, nine to five job, it's still a job. And I, and I look forward to doing it. But not everybody's me, not everybody's you. There are people out there who are just going to be lazy. But to that, I say, don't do it. Don't do it for for a couple of reasons. Don't do it because it's just morally wrong. Our economy is horrible right now. It's it's in the gutter. It's not going to get better for a long while. So people who choose not to go back to work and who are continuously on or think that they're going to keep living on unemployment, they're hurting the whole population of our country because they're taking advantage of a system when they have another, they have an actual job. So, you know, do the right thing. If you get a job, if you've had a job and that job comes back, go back to work, do the right thing. That's just me. Okay. But really the second point is it's going to run out guys. It's going to run out. They're not going to keep giving you that money. It was for this pandemic. It was a temporary solution to help people on unemployment. And granted, it was a nice perk that it was more than what you normally would have made pre-pandemic. You know, I'm hearing people making six, seven, and nine hundred dollars a week when they weren't making any. You know, they weren't making maybe five, but five hundred dollars a week. So, I get that there's that the lure of that. The the, the appeal of that, but it's not going to last, it's not going to last. They're going to stop paying you. And then once they find out that you had a job and you didn't, and you chose not to go back to that job when that job was readily available to you, well, that's not going to look good on your resume. They're going to call for references and they're going to go, well, Hey, you know, we gave them a job and they chose not to go back. I mean, think about that. Look at your long-term consequences or even your short-term consequences. And then what if they end up paying you and then they find out that you were offered a job and I'm not saying this could happen, but you never know. They could say, well, as of May the 1st, you were offered a job, but you continue to get unemployment until, you know, August the 1st. And we just discovered that we shouldn't have been giving you unemployment because, you know, you were offered employment. Hello. And what if they decide to take it back? You know, Uncle Sam can do that. They can take your taxes. They can take it out on your taxes. Uh, one way or another, one day they could find out that you were not honest about your job opportunities or your employment. So think about that. Um, if it's really because you are um, maybe one of the people that are more um, vulnerable to get the illness and you don't feel comfortable going back to work because of the environment isn't a safe environment that you feel strongly about, then, you know, voice that with your company. And I'm sure that something can be worked out. I would like to think that, I mean, I've heard so many stories of companies, even casinos now, like doing major clean, deep cleaning for their clients and their employees. So um, if you really are sick, oh, that's another thing. If you are sick, 
tell them before you go back to work. But I heard that if you tell them that you have COVID-19 and they find out you don't have COVID-19, you're going to lose your job. And I read of a story that a guy is actually being sued by the company because he worked in a job and he said he got, he tested positive for COVID-19. They had to close the job site down. They had to do, do a deep cleaning, cost hundreds of thousands of dollars, I believe. And they opened up but for business and they he returned to work. Turns out he never was positive for COVID-19. He lied about it just to get out of work. And now he is being sued. So guys, don't do that. Don't lie. I mean, God, don't lie that you have this virus if you don't have the virus. That's like saying you have cancer and you don't have cancer. I think that's a horrible thing to do. And watch out because karma is a biatch um, too. So... Um, just be honest, like the guy that reported about that one person being sued, he said, look, if you, if you're going to say you're sick and you're not going to want to go to work, say you have the common cold or the flu, something like that, food poisoning. But if you say you have COVID-19, think about how it's going to affect that whole company and how you could be liable and be sued. So don't do it. Just I'll do it. Um, so yeah, so Go back to work if you have a job, unless there are serious reasons why you feel you can't. But don't do it just because you want to take advantage of the government and take advantage of the system because, yay, I'm making more money than I used to by doing nothing and staying home and being a couch potato. Don't do that. Think about the rest of America and how that, yes, you, because it's not just you, it's other people that are thinking like you, can affect negatively the economy. More so than it already is right now and that affects everybody might not affect you you might be like living high on the hog but a relative a friend somebody's going to be affected by it we all are one way or another so don't do it and don't lie and say that you have the virus if you don't have the virus it's just not worth it and it's not very cool to mention it's not very cool to lie about a serious disease that has killed what 100,000 people I think we're at now here in America um so don't don't be a don't be a loser okay I'm not calling you a loser just don't be a loser because people who do stuff like that say they have a deadly virus or deadly disease and they don't they're bit to me and my I'd categorize them as losers that makes me a bad person it makes me a bad person but that's just how I feel about it hashtag uh, just saying all right so um that's what I was going to touch on today uh, I hope everybody's doing well if you're going to church I hope you're still practicing social distancing I think all the churches are open now oh, that guy Donald J Trump uh made some statement that it's essential he thinks going to church even though he doesn't go to church even though I don't personally think he even believes in Jesus or God other than himself as being a God but that's just my personal opinion uh, he seems to, you know, because he wants to get those votes and he wants to, you know, flatter the people that he thinks are going to vote for them, which are conservative Christians mostly. Um, so he wants to call, you know, churches essential. But here's the thing about that. Here's a my two cents. Churches are still going to do what they feel is best for their congregation. Now, there are lots and lots of churches that are going to open up, but I drive around on Sunday and I'll drive around today and I drove around last Sunday and there are still churches choosing not to open. But why would they do that, Hope? 
Well, because they still feel like it's too soon to let mass amounts of people into their facilities. And I agree with them. You got to do what's best for what you got to do what's best for your people. Now, there are the people on one side of the argument saying, well, God, the God of all gods, the creator of all heaven and earth, do you not think that he can wrap his arms around that church and protect them and keep them safe from this virus? Oh, I think it. I know it. I believe it. But that doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that's what's going to happen. I mean, he is God. He is infinite. He is amazing. But, you know, he doesn't just cure everybody that's going through cancer he doesn't stop all the things that go on in this world and that's maybe another topic for another time but I don't know why I I have asked God you know why do bad things happen to good people why do bad things happen to kids there's things that I don't know but I still believe that God exists I still believe in all my heart with all my heart that he is true to being the creator of all heaven and earth the God of all gods even though I don't necessarily know a lot of things. And I, I don't know, that's, I guess that's what faith is all about. And um, people might say that's just what being a puppet on a puppet string is about too, and you're just a follower. And I'm like, I'm a follower of Christ, yes, I wanna deny that. And I get it, I use critical thinking. I think outside of the box and go, well, how can I be somebody who believes in a God that I've never seen, and a God that allows so much tragedy I've not questioned God, but I've questioned the things that have happened and I've spoke to God in prayer and I just don't know if I'll ever know the answer. I don't know why I got cancer. I don't know why a hundred thousand people have died of this disease. Um, I I tend to believe that it's just life and a part of life. There's no guarantee that we're going to have any, um, there's no guarantee that we're going to have a hundred percent joy and we're never going to have grief and we're never going to have sorrow and we're never going to have death. It's it's life in this life for however long we're here there's going to be trials and tribulations there's going to be heartaches and there's going to be tragedy I don't understand it all and I'm sure there are people out there who are listening and saying they don't understand it all but they still continue to believe in God and that's where I'm at so the whole point of saying that is there are churches out there that choosing not to open because they know that being a part in this world, being a part of this world, and in this world, there are going to be things that aren't good, and this virus is not good. And until we make the right precautions, until we have some time go by to see how the virus is doing now that things are opening, they don't feel it's best at this moment to reopen. And I say kudos to you. I think it's up to each church. And then there are those churches that are opening, but they're doing a lot of things to keep their church safe and, and you know, using precautions uh, like spacing the the congregation and not letting everybody be huddled in one area. They're putting social distance in, they're deep cleaning their churches, or, you know, they're having hand sanitizing available, wipes away available or, or stuff like that. So kudos to them for doing that. Now to the churches that are not even using any common sense or not doing any of those things to keep their people safe. To me, I think shame on you. You can't say, oh, well, the Lord Jesus is going to heal us and going to protect us. Well, because you know what? Guess what? There was a church in Arkansas. Don't quote me on where in Arkansas. I'm not too sure where in Arkansas, but there was a church in Arkansas. I think it was Arkansas or maybe Kentucky. Either way, who ended up having, I think there was numerous cases of coronavirus coming out of that congregation 
because they reopened and perhaps they didn't do the right things with social distancing. I've been to church and a lot of people like to congregate. They like to be congested and, and they all get close together. And with a pandemic going around, that's not smart. I just don't think that that's smart. And so there were plenty of, I don't know if it was six or 66 or I don't know, but there was a certain amount of number, a certain number of people that came out of that church congregation that got pot that tested positive for coronavirus. So to them, I say, you know what? God also gave us wisdom. He gives us wisdom. He gives us discernment. He tells us to pray about things and to use our own judgment to, to ask for discernment, which is like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Uh, and, and, and help me to know, you know, guide me to do the right thing. So some churches are doing it and it's great. Some churches are not opening right now and they're just doing live stream online, which is great. And then there are some churches where it ain't so great that don't, don't care. And they're like, Oh, you know, you know, God's going to protect us. Well, we could say that about so many things and still tragedy happens. Right. Right. Question mark. Um, yeah. And so we just have to be smart. And I'll say it again and again and again. This virus is still out there. It's still deadly virus. It's still killing people. And we can't rush into things. And so whether it's a business, whether it's a church, whether whatever, we have to be smart. And so for Donald Trump to, you know, deem church opening as essential, I think it can be a bit harmful if the churches aren't going to do what they're supposed to do. And they say, oh, well, we've mandated these strict things that they need to do, but doesn't necessarily mean who's going to be policing the church to make sure that they're doing it. So I don't know, guys, I love my Lord. I love God. I love that people have happiness and joy and fellowship at churches. But I also think that, like I said, in another episode in season one, you can have church in your home. You can have fellowship in your home. You have technology now that gives us the way to do church services online, to do um, Bible study through Zoom. There are so many things that we can do online that make it to where we're not so alone. And I think a lot of people feel like, you know, they need to be at church in order to have that friendship, that fellowship with people. But you can do it online. You can have small Bible studies in your homes now. Um, there, There are ways that we can still practice our religion And I know in Muslim countries, you know, they shut down the mosques and people are doing what they need. They're okay with it because they know that they need to do that in order to slow the spread of the virus. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I just feel like if this president was to me, somebody who sincerely believed in God and went to church all the time and felt like this was really something important to him, I might see it like he's doing it because he really believes in it. But I think he's just doing it just because he wants to make sure people vote for him come November. And that's sad, but that is politics, right? That's what it's all about. But I digress. Whether you went to church or not, hope you're having a great Sunday. Whether you're in this country or not, I hope you're having a great Sunday. And that's all I got for you guys today. Oh, and I did want to end with letting you know that my monkey, she's she's doing all right. She's still not better like the way she used to be, but she's doing better compared to a couple of days ago, if any of you wanted to know how, how she's doing. And I'm going to see if I can get her into a specialist uh, next week 
Um, but for now, I'm just continuing to pray over her, watch over her, love her. And um, she's, she's, we're making it through another day. Let's just say that. Hey, hey, stay safe, stay healthy. And this has been Talk Time with Hope. I am Hope. As always, God bless you. See you on the flip side. And go ahead and subscribe. Bye.